Hello and welcome to, uh, well, a bit of a milestone episode for any perverts out there because it's now episode <laughs> number, so you fucking arsehole. <laughs> you utter twat. Welcome to uh, what is a milestone episode for Bits and Pieces, especially if you're a pervert, because it's episode number 69. And uh, in keeping with that theme, here with me tonight is uh, one of gaming's most uh, cunning linguists. We have Beastie. Hello. And uh, gagging with gaming info, we have Vamsy. Hello. Oh, was that seriously the best joke you've come that, up with? That was it. Six, but more importantly, is well, it done? Th- that's it. Yes, it's done. <laughs> Gosh, I've been, I've can we get on with the show now? I've been working on that since 6am this morning, I'll have you know. <laughs> right. Uh, well, that's a 69 joke out of the way. Uh, what have you been playing this week, boys? Ramsey? Uh, I don't know, because I've got my spreadsheet up. Oh, it's a Word document. It's not a spreadsheet, <laughs> you crazy person. It's a Google Doc if you want to be pedantic. Mm-hmm. I've... Um, what have I done? I've, I've done... Uh, there's a little game that came out last week that's basically just taken all my time. Um, and it's Battlefield 4. Really? Never heard of it. No, it's a small game. It's um, made by a small Swedish company called Dice, um, who used to do Rally Sport Challenge games back in the day. Uh, and they're very good too. Yeah, it's it's been Battlefield 4 all week, as I kind of thought it would be. Um I bought it on PS3 and I bought it on PC, which is kind of good because the PC version's kind of bollocks right now. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's quite interesting because you've got all these people before before it was coming out, so I'm going, ah, the master race, ha ha ha. We you know we will rock you with our exquisite graphics and lighting models, and then they can't play it at all. Whereas what have we been? We put about 17 hours into it already, Clarky. Oh, hell yeah. On the PS3 over the weekend. Can you even tell that you're playing? I mean, it surely just looks like Battlefield 2 to you guys. Oh, I will have to say this. It is actually, um, it, it's, it's actually really good looking on the PS3. Yeah, it's for not, a PS3 game. Yes, it's not totally ugly. That's, I mean, that's like, the shittest yeah. of shit sandwiches, really, isn't it? I mean, that's... Uh, kind of, uh, but it doesn't look bad, put it that way. It looks absolutely fine. It's certainly playable. But all it's making me do is think, I cannot fucking wait for the PS4 version to come along and for the PC version to be working properly. Because this game is... It's 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 Battlefield maxed up to sort of just... Just brilliant levels of destruction, flying over... It's the old thing where you can now... You can bring houses down on people again, and you can you can take chips out of walls. You can blow the fuck out of back of barricades, and all the stuff where Battlefield Three stopped, and it kind of stops you being creative with the environment in many ways. Um, you know, so if there was, it was it was it was rare that you'd see somebody kind of if there were loads of people in a house, like on the first floor of a house or something like that. It was really you, you had to go in and clear them out. Whereas this one, you just go, fuck it, I'll take the house out. And you just 
literally RPG the base of the house, the whole thing comes crumbling down, everyone and it dies. Um, yeah, doesn't do it straight away, but you know you have to put a few rockets into it. But it's so satisfying when it falls, um, and it's it's just I've just been loving it. I've been absolutely loving it, and we've been having a great time with me, Clarky. Oh, absolutely. Except for your constant grousing at me every time something goes wrong. Yeah, it's normally your fault. Oh, yeah, of course. Drop ammo, Clarky. Drop something or other. I'm dying. It's because I, I can't shoot for shit, so I need more ammo than most. <laughs> this explains the kind of grumpiness at the start of the show, because obviously you spent the weekend with Clarky, yeah. and um, invariably... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's um it has got the it's got the Battlefield is, is, is my game and it's got that thing where I either have a really good game, a really good night, and you just it's like drinking. I'll start drinking and it's great <laughs> for the first five rounds. <laughs> then you push your luck a bit and you have that one game stroke one drink too many which tips you over into oh rudeness and and crassness and bollocks and you can't do shit anymore your whole night ends up as a flame ball in the pit of hell it's that kind of that's what that's what battlefield does to me i'll either have a really good night on it and then i'll just take it a little bit too far and end up getting the rage or i just don't get in the zone at all and end up just having the rage anyway um but i so is that is it because you're playing the game and it's um, you're you're losing your patience or what? I just need to um, slow down and start playing Battlefield properly again. Um, I'm so excited by the new maps, by the new weapons, by just charging around like a lunatic, and um, I'm forgetting that Battlefield is more supposed to be more slow paced. And, and the, the problem is the game is now um, certainly on the PS3 it's a bit faster they've uh it's it feels more fluid which entices you to be quicker over things so you kind of you, you know if you're running towards a low wall you just vault over it quite smoothly now um and you have all those kind of options so and there are it's the most unbattlefield game in some ways because there's even like operation locker one of the maps is basically there's no vehicles on it at all it's held um in a in a, i think it's an old prison block in, in oh, this, the i absolutely love that map which is odd because it is the most unbattlefield map we've it, ever it's had. It's very, very coddy, isn't it? It is kind of coddy, but because Battlefield's combat is just so good anyway, it just works really well. But having played a few games, and I haven't managed to get much time on the PC version because it is just, at the moment, the netcode is bugged to hell. Um, it's slower paced on the PC, I think, because it's bigger and they've slowed the maps down a little bit by just doing slightly different things on the PC because it's still quite small because uh, sorry on the PS3 because the, the the maps are quite small because for example on on I guess we have to start calling it old gen or I don't know current gen or whatever um, they've limited the map sizes down so there's only like for example on conquest you'll only have three um, three conquest flags whereas on next gen and the PC you get your five um, it makes the kind of if for some reason it makes the gameplay a lot slower and it works much more like a traditional battlefield game um but i think it's just while everyone's getting used to it they're just charging around like loons um still really enjoying it um i just playing with the new weapons and just trying to work out what parts of the map you can destroy the levolution stuff i'm not particularly 
I've not seen much of it to be honest, but I'm not that. What's that? This is the this is the whole evolution where each map has a kind of um, environment changing thing. So this is the one where the, the tower in Shanghai, the um, skyscraper falls down, or I can't remember the name of the dam level, but the, one of the dams breaks and strews the whole place with rubble. Flood zone where you can break a, a dam wall or something, and, and, and it basically floods the city streets, and you end up fighting over kind of rooftops and stuff. They all have that. Every single map has one of those levolution moments, apparently. Um, I don't know if Operation Locker does. If it does, I don't know what it is. But um, I'm not that bothered by them. And people kind of seem to have set them off once, gone, oh, right, that's what it does, and then just played the game, which is which is nice. Um, no, I mean, I, I think the more destructible terrain is just a nice addition to it. Oh, it's so it kind of uh, destroys the big advantages snipers sometimes get anyway. Yeah, because if there's a sniper sitting on top of a building, you just fucking wipe out the building. <laughs> sod the sniper just you don't even have to aim for him anymore you can just take the building down it's great um what what surprised me with this was how quickly i managed to get into it. i mean there was that first round that we had which was the uh the one the one where you're on the wrecked battle cruiser wasn't it and we were all just running around wondering what oh, was going died on a huge number of deaths yeah. and, and it, by the end of that it just seemed to be coming together and i, I just found it really really easy to get into and uh, really enjoyed it yeah, so I mean, on on PC, it's gonna be, it's gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for them to get it sorted because it's, it's gonna be awesome. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be out of beta soon. <laughs> <laughs> it does, it does feel like I just don't understand. It's another one of these things where I just don't understand what the hell was the point in the beta, because the beta for the PC, it just doesn't seem, they just don't seem to have learnt much from it. I mean, I know they've released patch after patch. Um, and there's more coming, but it seems to be. I mean, Beastie, you'll probably know more about this than I do, because I tried to play it a couple of times on PC, and then just thought, fuck it, why am I wasting my time? I'll go and play it on the PS3. But you must have tried a few times to play it. Um, yeah, I did. To be honest, I really, really... I, 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 I kind of stopped quite quickly. I also apologise for my hot water tank. It's going fucking mental next to me for some reason. <laughs> 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 um, the um, I... I I stopped. I mean, it, it was partially down to, well, I'll get to me later on, but Vimesy kind of instigated me stopping. But I tried a few times, and it just crashed and crashed and crashed. Yeah. And it was quite interesting because pretty much all day, because I, I had Origin up, because I tried to get in there, all I saw was so and so is playing, so and so is playing, so and so all the time. Constantly, people were like, "Oh, that person's not only playing for ten minutes at a time, or it's crashing for them again and again and again and again." Um, I don't know what. I don't know what's going on because the beta was more stable than it is. It was, um, wasn't it? I mean, it was. I mean, I know they toned the beta down a little bit with some of the graphical stuff, but that shouldn't make. I mean, there's rubber band. My Twitter feed is just lit up with people moaning about rubber banding and um, constant crashes, crashes the desktop, crashes freezing screens. You name it. It's just, it's just mad. It really is. But when I have oh, got yeah. into it, um, and I've had a couple of games, and I, I, what I did was I flipped into a couple of games of Domination. Um, and I think because there was less people wanting to play that mode, it seemed to run quite smoothly for an hour for me um, on Domination. Yeah. And I think that's another thing they've done with this particular version of the game is that you can go and choose what the game modes to kind of suit your mood. So you've kind of got rush for your standard Battlefield stuff. Domination, if you want to go a bit coddy and just, you know, you can rack up some serious points in that as well, which is good if you want to level up fast because it's, it's just, it's basically run and gun, Dom. 
But there was a um, Clark. Were you in that game with us where it was kind of five v five and it was like Counter Strike? Uh, no, this was probably Saturday oh, was when out, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I think we were in there. It might have been Ollie, Petro, Yoda, uh, and we played a kind of five v five game where there were a couple of um, a couple of bombs, and you basically have to just no, two targets that's it and you have attackers and defenders and the attackers have to pick up the bomb and then take it to one of either a or b and basically blow it up so it's very counter-strikey uh, but you end up playing that game in a completely different way i mean we started playing it and we were just charging in and dying basically and then as soon as you die everything goes to pot um and you your team gets watched and you lose but we ended up playing it really, really slow. We had a random come in and join us who had obviously played it before a few times because he was showing us how to do it. Yeah. Really sneaky, really slow. You know, literally it was it was kind of sneaking up to this central area, to, into this, um, it was on the hotel complex one. And, um, you know, being very, very slow, trying to take it, it was played at such a slow, and it was really good. It was really quite tense. And once you die, you're dead, but you can still you can still spectate and they can still hear you when you're spectating so you know you can offer help or just annoy them as much as you want and that works out really really well so there's some, some really good new game modes they've got in there which i'm quite interested to try out um but i'm just i'm just absolutely loving battlefield at the moment absolutely brilliant game i i i've been honest i always find it surprising how much you kind of get into battlefield and obviously buying two different SKUs of it is a bit peculiar um i mean i've got to bought it without really I could have bought. I don't know why I bought it really, because I wasn't that impressed with the beta anyway. So I just picked it up, and um, it's. I mean, it's fine, but it does just feel like Battlefield Three to me. And I end up kind of buying it more because other people are playing it, and it's always quite nice when you have that buzz of everyone playing it together and stuff like mm. that. That's always good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I'm, it's been hard to get really for me into it. I and mean, granted, it, it being unstable kind of loses my mojo a bit and I've had one of the guys at work was saying that he's lost he reckon he's lost about f- four or five ranks of levelling up because it's crashing so much yeah. over the weekend yeah um, and to be honest I'm quite happy to let this kind of period of time kind mm-hmm. of burn out a little bit and come back a bit later um, but that that wouldn't be a problem I mean that's that's one of the good things about Battlefield is that you know if you're any good at the game you don't really need to have all the unlocks you know you're not going to We've we've taken on people who are kind of on the PS3 because we joined late because we only I only picked it up on the PS3 again after when it was on um, yeah, PS, PS Plus yeah. special or whatever it was a few months ago so we've only been playing it for about three months but it's one of those games where you can still win with just the basic weapons if you're any good at the game um, and as for getting on two SKUs it's purely and simply because of the crew I play with so you know on on PS3 we've got a really good um, core group of people who play the game. Um, you know, Ollie, Petro, Yoda, Clarky, myself tend to make up the kind of squad, and then we have people join us um, on a kind of ad hoc basis, and that's why you buy the game on that. And we bought it on PS3. We've got the um, whatever it is, the, the the code that comes with the game, which will allow us when the PS4 comes out or whenever people upgrade to it to pay their 9.99 or whatever it is to get the PS4 version uh, as an upgrade, which we'll all do, um, and the PC version because I want. I want that 64 player as, as as maxed out badass gaming as I can possibly get. Um, and PC, um, 
even on my system, which will play it on on high. I don't know what frame per second it does or anything like that, but it looks, it just looks incredible, absolutely stunning. Um, one of the levels we play, I can't remember which one it is. It's the one where you're on the, I think it's Paris, is it Parasol or whatever it's called? Parasol. Oh, Parasol Storm. That's the one. Oh my God, the the effects in that are just incredible. It starts off nice and sunny, palm tree, and then this storm rolls in. And you get sleeting rain, you get thunderstorms, you get waves crash, and it just the sound in there. Oh, the sound is absolutely awesome. And even on the PS3, the sound is great. But on PC, if you've got it hooked up to a really nice pair of cans, it's just, it's just, it blows your mind. It's that good. Um, so yeah, so that's Battlefield, um, and I'm loving it. And that that'll be my game, just you know, forever. I love it. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I just, I said, I have to kind of see if I get into it. I mean, to be fair, Battlefield 3 I didn't get into at first at all. Mm. And um, it, was a, I, it was a couple of long stints of me get, getting into it. That make, I, I kind of first started playing, when it first came out, I started playing, I thought, oh, then, uh, uh, okay. And then I kind of came back into it and I played for quite a long spell and then I came back again maybe about six months ago mm-hmm. and I got really into it for quite a few months and I was playing it for a long time. But... Um, I think maybe playing Battlefield 3 is too close to be playing Battlefield 4, if that makes sense. I think maybe if there'd been like a year gap and me not playing it, I'd be more pumped to play it. And I think that lack of gap has kind of served me badly because I'm just not having the vibe to to go in. And mm. I said, and, and well, at least enough that I can't tolerate the crashes. I mean, certain games have been out. I remember when Bioshock 1 came out, um, I did I spent more time trying to get the game working than I did playing the game. Um, and I was quite happy for that. But with, uh, with Battlefield 4, I just can't be bothered. And again, this it, it is slightly fueled by the, the fire you threw down for me to deal with. And I quite happily kind of played all all weekend instead. Uh, but I just can't be bothered with it <laughs> for now. I mean, I'll come back to it, I'm sure. And maybe I'm, attra- I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just my mm. friend of mine's just not no. there yet. I mean, I, I was the same with Battlefield Three. I, I picked it up on launch on the Xbox Three Sixty, and I mean, apart from Bad Company Two, the entire series was foreign to me, and I, I don't, I just didn't get the old, uh, the whole uh, multiplayer aspect to it. So I was, I was sort of, as far as I was concerned, you know, all online shooters were basically COD clones back then. But uh, no, it uh, as time's gone on, it has opened my eyes and. Uh, I have to say it's now my number one multiplayer game. It is good. There's oh. no Team Fortress 2, though. <laughs> Will anything ever be Team Fortress 2? Well, not really. I mean, to be fair, I haven't added that to my list, but the Halloween event has been, as always, great fun with people running around with stupid costumes and so forth, and I do find that quite hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I think nothing quite touches that kind of multiplayer awesomeness to, for me. No, that's fine. Ramsey, what else have you been playing? Uh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave one of them off because uh, BC can we could talk about that. Um, Batman Arkham Origins. I I progressed with. Or oh, how far? I'm kind of bored of it. Um, yeah. I've got. I've I've played it for some hours apparently. Um, where am I up to? Uh, let me think. I've just had a rooftop clash with Bane. Um, and he's kind of that, that I'm after that basically. Um, so I've kind of, I've found the Joker, um, and then I've had my little tete tete with Bane, but I've, I've probably put about 10 out. I'm just a bit, I'm a bit 
jaded by it. Um, the story is not particularly hooking me. I know it's really odd because I've been reading loads of reviews for this saying, "Oh, this, isn't the story wonderful? Isn't it great?" And it's just, it's just not. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Batman. I'm not a DC Comics fan, really. So maybe I'm just not invested in that world mm. as much as other people are. I don't know, but the story is not really doing it for me. Um, are the boss fights any more frustrating? I, I noticed you mentioned that on last week's show. Yeah, the um, thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've still got half of it to listen to. Oh, great. Um, the, the whole combat thing I'm finding quite frustrating, to be honest. Um, it, it feels... It doesn't feel as fluid. Uh, if I remember from playing like um, Arkham Asylum, it was kind of like... It was almost it reacted instantly. Yeah, so if something happened, it would kind of interrupt. And so if you were getting... Someone's coming at you to hit you, and you, you hit Y or whatever it was to counter it, um, it would kind of break off from what you were doing, turn and counter it. And this time, it seems like you get stuck in animation an awful lot an awful lot more. Um, and whether that means I just need to learn the timings better or something, maybe it is, but I'm just finding it, it's like all they seem to do is you kind of, you walk, you, you go somewhere, there'll be a large group of people, normally five to eight people who are either unarmed, armed with something or armed with guns, and you go down there and you kind of bounce around taking them out. Um, and that's kind of it. And it doesn't, mm. it doesn't seem to, their, their idea of kind of level design seems to be, here's an arena type space. Here's a square or a hexagon or a circle or an oblong of ground. That's your fighting area. There's the people beat them up. Okay, that's your one scenario. Great. So you do that 500 times. Then your other kind of scenario is you go into a room and there are gargoyles around the kind of, you know, around the ceiling and you have eight people and the idea is to kind of stealthily take them out. Um, and those seem to be your two kind of that. That's what happens. The city feels lifeless. There's nobody in it apart from criminals. Um, there's no, you know, especially having come playing from something like um, Grand Theft Auto, where that world was so alive and so bustling, and there was, you know, other things going on and stuff. And you get to Arkham, um, Arkham City, I suppose, you know, Arkham Origins, the Gotham. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it just, it just feels dead. It just feels lifeless. It just feels there's not much there. So, and well, also, it's is- still bugged to fuck. And some of the things you're pointing out, obviously, I mean, they're obviously their guilty issues of the earlier games as well. But I mean, it was refreshing and new in Arkham Asylum that, that I used to love the stealth missions or whatever else, but they were very much set pieces um, oh, yeah. and in many ways limited. So, I mean, we can't really blame them for trying to same, doing the same thing, but I think we can blame them for not trying to do something new. Because it, and this call falls back to my other comment, which meant last week, which is it's still a new studio, and I, as a new studio working on this franchise, and, I, and that always makes me a bit uneasy, particularly if a game that's had three titles in, in a quite short period of time. This isn't like it's come back from the eight, 1988 and a new studio working on it for the first time. This game is still relatively new. I mean, Arkham Asylum, we mentioned, was in in the kind of the top six, six of this generation, it was a really, really big game. And mm. I think that the license is strong. I'm sure they've sold shed loads of units. But I, so I did look at the charts this week, and I didn't see it up there. 
having said having said that, this week's probably one of the worst weeks of the year yeah, in the sense of how that's going to fit in. Um, but it's fallen down pretty quick. Um, so I think you're not the only person to have the kind of gripes you're having about it, and it's certainly not making me feel any more inclined to pick it up. That's for certain. Mm. Yeah, and I think. I don't know. It's just I, I don't even think I'm going to finish it, and I was quite determined to finish it before. And it's I think it's now that um, certain other games have come along, Battlefield 4 being one of them. I, I can't see myself in it, which is a shame because I kind of want to, just so I can say I've done it. But actually, it's feeling like more of a chore now than a game, and I don't really want to yeah. go down that. I don't like playing games for that for that reason. So I will probably just it will probably just fade into the background now. Uh, so, Steam yeah. sale purchase for me, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, it's look, it's not a bad game. It's just a mediocre game. And at the moment, there are so many awesome games out there. I'm not sure that I've got room in my life for something that isn't awesome. I mean, to be fair, Arkham City wasn't as good as Asylum, and I think that kind of uh, sold maybe sold as much as it did riding on the success of the original one and maybe it's just I don't know becoming more and more diluted over time yeah yeah maybe. yeah I mean I thought City was rubbish as well I mean it just didn't it hadn't had none of the impact I mean the art style was still there and things like that and I know that actually I know one of the artists that worked on it um who was at Rocksteady and he's an excellent concept artist a really really great work um but the art was still there, but the the game mode just it just felt a bit directionless, felt a bit wild. So I was not in any way excited about Origins, but I was hoping, secretly hoping that it could have been really special. Um, it just hasn't been, by the sounds of it. No, I mean with City, what ruined it for me was the. Uh, I mean, you've got all these little side quests and things to do, but I mean the the fact is the story is basically telling you, you know, you're dying, you've got to get you've got to get to a to be, and it sort of dissuaded me from trying the side missions, really. I know there would have been no real danger, but it just, I don't know, it just kind of felt I was deviating too much from the story about doing all these little side objectives and things. Yeah. It does, it does get really cluttered. When you look at the map now, I've got so many icons on there that are tiny, for a start, um, and this is on a decent resolution monitor, you know, 27-inch monitor, that you look at the map and it's tiny little icons. You try, you're struggling to work out where you're supposed to be going and following the main thing. You've got so many different you've got the enigma icons you've got uh various other fight icons you've got something else about finding drug depots for the penguin you uh, the, the map is now so cluttered beside quests i'm just thinking all i'm trying to do is mainline the main quest because i just I, I know i won't get it finished if i don't mm. and it, oh, it just puts me off even more but mm, it's not a bad game and what do we have here vams have you made a new purchase i did I, I I finally caved. I got so well, frustrated with where my iPhone was at yeah. that I, I finally caved um, and purchased. I went into town on. Well, I kind of had an idea of what I wanted to go. I didn't realise this was coming out. Um, I was going between HTC One. Do I go Sony Xperia? And then um, the Nexus Five popped up on the radar, and um, so I have purchased a Nexus Five. Yeah, it's quite um, cheap as well. It is value. For for I was to be honest I was quite surprised phones were still quite as expensive as they were I think I lived in another world but <laughs> um, you know I was looking at kind of five hundred pounds for a handset and I was just like what I'm not paying that um, so I went into I went into town on Saturday had a look around had a had a play with one there were none in the shops I couldn't find they only came out on the first of November 
Um, and um, one guy in the three shop had one. It was his own personal one, so he let me have a little play with it. And um, it's it's really nice. So I went home that, that night. Nobody had one that I could buy. They were only selling them on contract. Um, one or two of the shops were selling it for like 550 quid. What? Wow. Jeez. Uh, now, considering you can go straight to Google Play and buy it for, I think the 16 gig is 299, 300 quid. And the, um, the one I bought, which is the 32 gig one, is 340. Um, and they were selling the 16 gig one for 549 because they don't want you buying the handset. They want you to go on the contract or whatever. Um, it's frankly disgusting. But, um, yeah, I'm really, uh, I, it's really odd because I, I ordered it on Saturday and it came this morning. Um, ah, so it's really just, fresh and kind of exciting then. Uh, it's fucking frustrating is what it is. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. It's just, uh, you should have been here for the first half an hour, um, Beastie and Clarky. I was just sitting there going, Clarky, where's my torch? Why is there no fucking torch? Who uses a torch? Well, I do because I'm in a fucking outbuilding and I've got to walk back to the house in pitch black and I've had to bring my (laughs) iPhone with me so I can get back to the house. Mm. Um, Sounds like you need a torch. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking drink a pound phone and fucking have a torch on it. Um, The handset's absolutely gorgeous. It's okay. So it's not an aluminium frame, it's a plastic framed phone. Um, It's a. I can't remember what it is, a 4.95-inch screen. It's basically five fucking inches, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but it just feels nice. It feels smooth. It's a hell of a lot fucking lighter than an iPhone by a long shot. I don't know what the actual weights uh, are. You had a 4, didn't you? Yeah. Um, the 4 so and the 4 S are so, they're scarily heavy. I, I'll yeah, never that's... Pick up- yeah. That's kind of what I'm used to, and I quite like the way of it. But this is this is weird. It's I've already dropped it a couple of times because it's it's that it's not that much bigger than an iPhone in the sense of you know if you actually it's you know another centimeter wider and another maybe centimeter and a half two centimeters taller. Um, but because it's just you know when you reach over for your thumb to to go and hit the other side of the screen, it's, it's just getting used to kind of the width of the phone really. Um, the thing that frustrates the hell out of me is. It pitches up, comes in a nice box. There's a phone. All looks slinky handset. Looks good. Feels good. Good weight in the hand. You know, can't fault it on that. You open up the box, and there is your plug adapter. There is your mini USB cable. Great. Mm-hmm. There is a piece of paper, which is about the size. It's like three inches by two, which basically says points an arrow to your power button and your volume button. <laughs> and then it leaves you alone. Ah, that Google simplicity. It, you know, and I know I wanted to strip down Android, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Some fucking instruction manuals would have been nice. Do you um, get instruction manuals with iPhones out of interest? I don't recall getting them. Yeah, you don't need to with an iPhone. And this is the point I was trying to get across to Clarky. When I got my iPhone, bear in mind this was three years ago, okay? Um, so I'm doing a lot of this by memory. But I turned on the phone. It walks me through setup. I could have, you know, it just, everything worked. It was really intuitive. I knew where to go for this. I knew where to go for that. Lovely. Um, when I do the Android thing, it just kind of turns on. It says, hi, <laughs> here's your phone. <laughs> You're like, right. So where's my mail app? Oh, your mail app is hidden in this folder here. Okay, right. Oh, that's only Gmail. Really? How do I get my, 
how do I get where's my where's my um you know where's where's my where's my mail folder like I've got with i you know with my my iPhone I have a mail like an Outlook Express type thing where I've got four mail accounts linked to the one mailbox. Yeah, great. Um, on this one, I'm not sure I can do that. I kind of have a mail icon, but it's hidden in a in a kind of apps menu big block thing. So you have kind of two sets of screens. So you have kind of on an iPhone, you you know you have your slides. Um, I don't know what you yeah. call. You, you, oh, yeah, yeah, your sliding pages. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Your sliding pages. Well, this one you've got sliding pages, um, but there's nothing really on them. So you have to go down into this sort of middle button of the icons to get to your actual apps. Yeah, I mean, I think the way to look at it is that you have... Ah. But, but, but the difference is, and it does, you get used to it. I'm no, I know I will. And I know because I don't know about you, but I always end up... I actually, if, <laughs> and this is kind of possibly uh, being a bit too over the top about this, but if, if an icon <laughs> was too ugly <laughs> on iOS, <laughs> I'll just chuck it in a, in a folder somewhere so you have to yes. see it. So the advantage of, of this is, and obviously beyond that, is you just get to have the, the applications you use all the time. So there's a lot of Android applications. You're, and that fact, a lot of applications full stop you rarely use, but you want to have them there just in case. And that's mm. really where the app drawer comes in useful. You have it there, and you can treat that like, that just like the screens. Yeah, yeah. You can treat it just like those screens on your iPhone. The difference is you just put your priority um, icons. Yeah, and yeah. I'm kind of limited. I mean, I've, I mean, I've ran both my my Nexus, um, Nexus Xperia and my iPhone, very similar in the sense I had it quite lean for apps because I just, I didn't, I hate when you get someone's phone and there's folders everywhere and they're five pages. I'm like, how on earth do you find anything with this? Um, and you, you all get used to it. I mean, you're, you're at the worst stage, like that day one stage, and it does feel yeah, really I, foreign. And I understand that, and I understand you'll, you'll you'll I've only had it for you know a few days and uh, a few days, a few hours, and I, I haven't really had a chance to just sit down and crack through it and, and look at all the pages and look at all the apps and things like this and and get my handle on it. I've managed to just about download the Twitter icon, and that's about it. Um, but it's just little things like I had to ask. Bear in mind, Clark, he's only had his android phone for six days or whatever it is i'm sitting there asking him how do i know i'm connected to the internet <laughs> well, yeah, a, no no that sounds it's on, silly it's on the notification bar what because I, I look at the notification bar at the top right and i get and i was saying this to him i was like i've got my time i get that i can see what 2141 looks like you know Excellent. i know what that is i can see what a battery icon i know mm-hmm. what that is then i've got my four bars of signal strength which is for mm-hmm. my what do you call it? Minimal phone signal. Yeah. And then I've just got an H above that. Don't know what that means. No idea what that means. On an iPhone, I have a little Wi-Fi signal, or I have a thing where it says 3G. I'm looking I, for something I to tell me I'm connected to the internet. I would suggest you're not connected to the wireless because when I'm, if I get my phone and it's, um, I'm grab my phone. Yeah, no, I know I'm not connected to wireless because when I go near of my in range of my router, it comes up with that, you know, that the the normal kind of fan. Yeah icon for yeah. you know you're connected to and the, the bars or whatever but i don't know whether i'm connected to 3g or not now clarky tells me the little h that sits above the thing means i'm connected to high speed internet yes but there's no way that tells me that there's nothing they, that says you know look it's not intuitive around that kind of thing yeah but the iphone never did it just had a 3g icon on it didn't need to because it said 3g it, so does, it like, will oh, say it does come up with 3G. It depends upon where, what signal. Yeah. It. it just gives you a bit more information about what kind of signal you've got. That's mm-hmm. the only difference. And 
Yeah, it would have just been helpful. I mean, they send you an email with kind of a link to um, goes to you straight to your Gmail account with with kind of links to oh, go here, have a look at you know here's here's your kind of FAQs around the phone. But they're just so stripped down, too vague, without any kind of without any kind of real help. They're not helpful. They're just it's. And if they're trying, if Android are really trying to push to sort of take on iTunes, uh, not iTunes, iPhone, and, and kind of that. I really, it would have been nice if they just had something to say. Here's a basic starter premise. You know, I work with software and I work with teaching software and creating simple manuals so that people understand stuff is just kind of, you need, that's what you need to do. And I'm not sure that they've done it. Um, not that well. And by the time, you know, I'm fine. I'm fairly tech savvy. I will get used to this within a week and I'll be like, this is amazing. Look what I can do. I can yeah, change this. Will. I can change that. I can do all this. But for that, First thing, the thing that gets you when you walk into an Apple store and you buy your phone and they just go boom, 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 boom. And you're like, awesome. It's all there. It's all done. It's all synced. It's all lovely. And this doesn't quite kick it in the same way. But I mean, I mean there's a couple of things. You'll find that, yes, it doesn't have quite the impact. But you, you did pay like half the price yeah absolutely no i'm not saying that I'm not, you know, I'm saying, okay. um i paid i paid 350 quid or 340 quid for a 32 gig phone uh, a handset which i'm looking forward to using the screen looks lush it's already much better when i'm doing things like browsing internet and stuff yeah, yeah. and i know i'll get you so i'm this is not me bemoaning android and saying iphone you know iphone have won the war or anything like that i'm just saying that i'm slightly frustrated by the fact that <sighs> They could have made it easier, or they could have at least put some kind of manual in there, or they could have they could have done something to help people like me who are coming over from an from iOS, which uh, works in a certain way, just to help you with that transition. It would have been nice, but otherwise, um, I'm just quite. To be honest, I'm actually quite excited about learning to use a new system and how that will work. Yeah, uh, I mean, so, you're, you're, it's definitely a bit of a learning curve. I mean, um, the, the, for me, the simple fact that it remembers uh, long usernames alone makes it worthy worthy of the change. Okay. Because when you type, when you're on the phone and you go, oh, I've got to log in, and you've got to type out your email address every, every single time, um, and you just go, well, I'll just put the first two letters and goes, oh, do you mean this? Brilliant. Okay, press that. <laughs> and because, oh man, the amount of times I have to pump in my bloody email address <laughs> in the in the iPhone from scratch every fucking time. It's mm. just why is it a not remembering it? And I think that's the one areas that I do like the if you as a person who uses Chrome browser at work and at home, that synergy is brilliant. Um, it is a bit scary that it knows where I live and where I work and my journey time to work without me telling it where I live or where I work. Mm. I think that's a bit sinister. Um, <laughs> but but you, I mean, Clarky, you've so what's happened to you? You've you've because I, uh, I, I, I well, want to hear about your phone because we've kind of gone from a, a four four man show with four iOS devices to only John now with a yeah I mean iPhone. I, I mean with myself I mean I've, I've been well I'm a t I've been with T-Mobile since probably year dot and I'm not in a position where I can sort of uh, splash out hundreds of pounds on a new handset so sure. I usually just stick to the contracts. Um, Brilliant. I knew that was going to happen. Oh, fireworks, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Fireworks time. You just wait for the dog to start I off. I thought now. you were shooting the dog. 
<laughs> no, and get uh, down, Yella. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I was just. Um, well, I started out really when I was for the whole smartphone things. When I just kind of went from your old Nokia's, I I actually started out on a, a smartphone as on an Android device. I actually had the very first one, the. Uh, the, the so the the G one that uh, T Mobile came up with. Yeah, okay. Um after that I got the Xperia X ten, um which I found extremely frustrating after about eight months because it was devil four so a much older build of Android and as was the thing with older builds of Android, you'd you'd have your phone for nine months and it would just become infuriatingly slow. Mm-hmm. Um my contract came up and completely against what I'd normally do. The guy managed to talk me into some stupidly expensive iPhone tariff and I had the 4S after that. Now, I, I, did, I, I, did, I didn't. I I did. still really do like iOS. It's, it's just very intuitive and easy to yeah, use. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, it became time to upgrade again. Um, they were there dangling the, uh, the, uh, the huge Apple stroke carrot in front of my face. And I, I, I don't know. I just looked at the new Apple device and I thought... What exactly am I paying for? It, 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 the same OS I've been using for two years with a, mm-hmm. m, you know, a marginally larger screen on it. Uh, I just thought, no, I thought, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to Android. It's probably changed a lot in the, you know, in, in the two years I've had my iPhone and, uh, yeah, I'm happy I did. I mean, there's certain things I miss from, uh, you know, certain things I miss from iOS. I mean, the, the, the user interface on, in iOS is a lot more fluid and easier to, uh, easier to use, especially, <laughs> As yourself, you'll know, Vams, because you you seem to be having a bit of a frustrating uh, first steps at the moment. Uh, but I, I can't, I mean, what apps am I really missing? I mean, Google pretty much, Android pretty much has an alternative for anything mm, Apple yeah. has. I mean, you know, the, the paranoid person about me is really missing the, uh, you know, the fan, uh, locate your wife app that Apple, uh, Apple have. <laughs> I mean, come on! What does anybody else use that function for? <laughs> oh, yeah, pretty much. It's the the adultery app. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I really. I mean, she. Uh, the missus bought a uh, 4s about three months after I got mine, and that. I, I thought I'm going to give this function a whirl. Uh, anyway, and equally sinister in that regard, it's quite. If you've got multiple devices on the same iTunes account or whatever they call it, um, iCloud account, I guess they call it now. Um, it's a little bit weird because you can intercept your partner's text messages, and that's quite peculiar. Oh. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I really freaked her out the first time I used that. I was, I was sat at work. I was having a little go on it. I thought, oh, where is she? Oh, she's at the supermarket. So I, I rang her up and just uh, she goes, hello. I said, why are you at the supermarket? Will you pick up some milk, please? <laughs> she goes, how do you know where I am? I showed her when I got home. Switched it up after that because I was... I don't know. I just I just found it a bit weird that particular. Yeah. Thing. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm I am I am happy to be back in Team Android. Uh, it was nice to see all my uh, my old apps were still available to me through my old account, even though most of them have been basically taken over by what's now inbuilt functionality to most of the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, widgets. I'm glad to have widgets back. Nice having your uh, your weather and other information there on the screen without you having to tap into an app. Uh, I mean. I was given the choice, I think, of uh, three phones. One was some make I'd never heard of. I think they offered me a BlackBerry as well, which was a definite no-no. And then, <laughs> and then this one, I said, well, let, let me have a think about it. I went and read up on the on the Z. I knew it had already been kind of uh, 
superseded by the... Is it? Do you have the Z1 V6? That's right, mate, yeah. Um, I mean, I checked the reviews out. I thought, I mean, he, I mean, from what I could tell, the Z1 was basically... It's more of just a refined version of what I've picked up. Yeah. Um, most of the reviews for the Z basically had... They, they, they came across to me as stupid niggles. I mean... Poor viewing angle on the phone. I mean, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I don't look at my phone anything other than. <laughs> I yeah. think you watched the same videos I did as well, mate. When yeah, I was looking at the experience. Exactly. Yeah. I, I just it found... is. It's a nuts criticism. But it's surprising how much is brought up. And like, well, the one thing with the phone to be is kind of right in front of your face. Mm. I actually see the advantage of if you if you travel or commute that people can't see over your shoulder and look what you're looking at. That seems like a <laughs> well, good exactly. thing. Precisely. I mean, the, the screen itself is absolutely fantastic. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, yeah. That, that Bravia functionality makes it just makes videos absolutely awesome to watch. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean, of, of all the niggles, the only one I really have is just the, uh, the headphone jack. I mean, on yours, Beast, it's, it is uncovered, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Uh, but, but mine does have a little flap over it, which is a little bit frustrating. But I suppose that can be overcome with some Bluetooth headphones. Um, I uh, I think I might pick up the. Uh, did you say there's some sort of magnet charging thing for it? Yeah, I picked one up from Amazon for like about a tenner. I, I I've no idea if it's a genuine um, cable, and you never can trust some websites, but in the marketplace stuff on Amazon, so it was about tenner, and it just yeah just it plugs in. I mean, it's, it pops out really easily, so you have to be quite careful sometimes. You you knock um, knock the charger out back yeah. because the idea is that if you put it on a table and you knock the the charger, you don't swing your phone across the room it just unplugs itself um but yeah i pick one of those up and it means you haven't got to dick around with undoing the flap and then plugging the charger in and whatever else exactly i uh i, I told vamsy about this earlier I, I had to put the uh the waterproof claim to the test and, oh did you uh, I haven't done it yet oh i i uh, I, I was devastated afterwards i thought i'd broken it uh i basically <laughs> filled a jug of water up dropped it in there was a video playing on it i thought oh no it's still going it seems happy there took it out you know, dried it off and everything, put it to one side. Came to play a game on it about half an hour later, turned the game on and was like, oh, the volume, there's no sound. <laughs> turned, turned the volume rocker up, it's on full. Put the thing up to my ear and I could very faintly hear noise in the uh, coming from the speaker at the bottom. I was like, oh, fuck no. Well, it's got mortar into it. Amazing. Yeah, anyway, uh, obviously a quick uh, a quick search on Google revealed that uh, it, it was normal for this to happen and it dries out after about one hour, uh, one hour once the water's yeah. evaporated. It's that kind of a sort of semi-permeable layer on it. Um, so, yeah, that was a, a, a huge sigh of relief once that started working again. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm absolutely loving it. I mean, th- there's certain things I don't look for in a phone. I mean, cameras, eh, n- nobody's serious about taking pictures really once. It gives a shit about megapixels on a phone camera. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't find, I don't think there's anything different from sticking 8 million pixels on something the size of a pinhead or 64 million. There's still nowhere near pixels. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's still nowhere near the quality of a decent, a decent camera. But yeah, I'm uh, really enjoying being back with Android. Like I said, I found alternatives for just about everything I want. Mm. I, I'm telling you about a little pod, uh, the Pocket Cast app that I found. Uh, yeah, I mean, so I still this. I mean, I, I was, I, use. I did, um, I did research for all the stuff that was important to me basically so i looked at things like how easy is it to get itunes music on you know out of itunes and onto my phone it turns out it's just drag and drop so that's yeah, great. it's really easy it's, um, to be fair that's obviously changed since they kind of 
Yeah, I mean, it was before, was it before 99 or something? I can't remember. Uh, no, 2009. 2009, blow me. Bloody hell, yeah, that would be a first. <laughs> um, so, you know, anything after that's fine to use. Um, and then I looked at things like I needed, you know, make sure, I, before I even went and looked at Android, I made sure I had things like my Audible uh, audiobook app was, was available on Android. I looked at things um, around being able to, to, to get all the things that are important to me and put them onto the phone. So I knew already when I got it that everything I wanted would come over or would, would have replacements. So, yeah, I, I still need things like a podcast app and things like that uh, because the one I use on the iPhone, which is iCapture, um, isn't available on Android. Uh, so I, I will definitely have to go and pick one up. I just haven't decided which one yet or how to pay money for stuff. And I'm still playing with them. You know, I am quite excited about moving to a more open source platform and, and being able to play with it and i like some of the things it does the keyboard's awesome the fact that you can just swipe across you have to tap you, you know it just kind of does that mm-hmm. yeah uh, i think just... the the keyboard functionality on the whole um is a bit of a revelation compared to the the the, the iphone keyboards the general things you can do the the, the i mean the standard Xperia one that I got, I think, similar to the kind of Swift key ones that everyone goes on about. Yes, yeah. Um, and it just it, it will guess the next one. It will learn how you what you write and how the second mm-hmm. how you structure sentences, and it'll give you suggestions about what you think is. You, you, I mean, my, my friends had his for eighteen months, something like that, and he can almost write entire emails based upon it predicting what he's going to say next. It's really, <laughs> really clever. Brilliant. And that's what and that's I mean, that's what you want. I mean. The, it got us, I, much as having a, a nice display and everything else, um, touchscreen for actually inputting text, I find it quite laborious. You're like, oh, because yeah. it's not, it's not as tactile as the old button presses. I mean, you spend on the old T9 progressive text, I could write tons of stuff without even looking. Whereas now you've got to kind of pay attention. Then sometimes it'll be really stupid and go, did you mean spell this? Like, no, of course you didn't mean to spell that. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, and I do think they've they've really taken that, that kind of raised the bar. And I'm, I'm not saying that iOS couldn't deal with that. Of course they could. They could easily update that side of things. But I think there's little things like that. You'll go, oh, do you know what? That's really that's really handy. That's really useful. Yeah, and I think you know there's 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 things I need to get used to, and, and obviously I'll I'll do more investigating before the next show, and uh, it'd be interesting to see then you know. Am I going to be getting spammed well with text messages for the next few days? Well, I need to. Well, I need to work out all this kind of the fact that you know you don't do SMS messages anymore. You do Google Hangout messages and stuff. And I fucking I have no idea what I'm doing. Well, but I, um, I still can't find a fucking torch. So <laughs> <laughs> have, you just, have you just have you just searched for torch? Just wondering. Don't be clever. Probably not even <laughs> just a thought. Store, yeah. Hang on, Google search torch. Oh. Anyway, you can play with that shit later on, Vamsey. Move on. Be What have you been playing? Um. Okay. Obviously, mentioned Battlefield Four. I'm gonna just step past that one completely. Um. Before I get onto my my big time sink of the week, um, I have to say that Halloween sale was on the Steam, so um, I was quite excited to see a retro classic. Reborn, <laughs> which is uh, the typing of the dead overkill. Brilliant. Um, oh God, yes. <laughs> I saw uh, that. I picked it up for whatever the, the four pounds it was, whatever else. 
Um, and to be fair, it's been a real epic gaming week for me in that regard. Um, as similar to Battlefield 4, which seems to crash every five minutes, I can't even get to the loading screen of the Chirping of the Dead. Um, I'm clearly not the only person. There's a, quite a long thread on the Steam discussion boards about this. Um, so it's installed. I've tried all the different tricks and flange to get it working, and I cannot work out for the life of me how to get the thing working. Um, so yeah, that's going to sit there in my <laughs> in my digital pile of shame, which I think probably more shameful for its own behaviour. Um, and we'll see. Maybe I'll try it in a week's time and it will be fixed, but I'm not holding my breath in any way whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it was all fine it, because Vimesy threw me a beta code of freebie nature that took up I, I have no idea how much time a lot of time <laughs> that was um, Hearthstone uh, right Blizzard's come on card sell, game. sell this to me don't need to it's just awesome it's great um, it's so I understand it's going to be a full free to play game so the beta is obviously completely free um, you just need a code which does seem to be most things that kind of a bit of hen's teeth kind of falls to mind a little bit with them at the moment um, but it's a digital card game there's no getting away from that simple fact of what it is um, I've been kind of tempted by these I mentioned I've seen a few shows this year um, by a kind of a card game and just a few of them have kind of fallen down Jewel of the Champions I tried just didn't quite have it right for me Magic is for me a bit too long in the tooth as a bit too mm. much of a of a background and people who are involved in it and I didn't want really to get in want to get involved in a, a game that has got like 10 20 years of people playing it and know all the decks and know the it just doesn't seem very appealing so kind of coming in at the ground floor and I mean let's face it it's Blizzard and they can make a well polished game um and this has kind of come in and it's quick it's fun um it's the the PvP side of it is quite nicely done. That doesn't come across. You, there's no way of being of being abusive to each other, which I think is a cru- crucial thing <laughs> for a PvP game. Um, unlike uh, LOL, obviously, where it's all about griefing each other. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I think it's I I can see myself. Maybe I'll burn out a bit like I was on the Mighty Quest Rabbit Loop, which I kind of burnt out on. Maybe that will happen. But um, I've been building my decks up. You kind of start, so you've got play and you've got practice, and practice is just AI bots, but you do need to do the practice before you should play because you need to do that. So as you play each class, there's currently the, all the standard original classes um, for World of Warcraft, so no Death Knights, no um, Monks or anything like that. It's the standard classes. I'm sure there'll be some bonus Flange later on, some premium items to get those classes. So you play, um, say, as a, you start off actually as a mage, as your, your initial um, deck you get to play with, and they have a set of cards, only 30 cards maximum. You can't be on that, so it kind of means that you don't get people with wild, crazy combinations. It's fairly controlled. Um, and you play with mage, and you, you play against the AI and as you play you level up each character it's not you it's the character that levels up and as you do so up to level 10 you every even number I think it is you get um, some bonus pack you get some bonus cards for that class particularly um, and I found it really compelling just, just the, the, it's really worth playing the AI it's kind of 
yeah, they're not as challenging as people, but it gets you to understand what does this combo work? Does this deck work properly? God, I was this kind a good of hoping idea? they were kind of more challenging than people because I'm having real problems. Oh, really? <laughs> Are you, are you playing standard AR, the expert AI? Yeah, no, 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 I'm just playing standard. I'm, okay. uh, well, I presume it's standard. I haven't changed anything, so I'm presuming it's standard. It's, I'm, I'm one of these people, when I talked about Magic the Gathering, I really want to play something um, like this. I wanted to get into a card game, and I, I found Magic kind of very complicated and... Um, also really clunky and slow. Mm, yeah, yeah, yes. and yeah. The beauty of Hearthstone, which I wasn't expecting, and I should have, because it's Blizzard and they are very good at doing this. First of all, uh, it's the interface is is beautiful. It's simple. It will run on most anything, but it just looks really crisp. Purple, crisp, vibrant, colorful, lovely, crisp. It's, it's got humor in there. It's 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 a, it's a nice thing. Every single card has an animation when something happens. So if it attacks or, or so, you know, it gets hit, or, you know, there, there are little things like that which which other places don't seem to have as much. Um, but it is simple to get the concept of it is really simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, um, yeah. I mean, how, how exactly does this work? Is this like a you put put your level five fire spell next to a warlock and that sort of? No, no, no. You, basically, what you do is um, you have uh, two opposing people uh, so it's basically a yeah. duel yeah characters so um this is this is based on world of warcraft um or warcraft generally so yeah. you have your your i'm gonna say nine classes it might be seven i think it's nine think uh, so it's you, nine. you have mages warriors warlocks paladins uh, hunters rogues shamans priests so on, yeah. so on. Uh, i'm missed one but i can't remember which. um Great. and basically yeah basically uh you pick one of those and that that kind of the, the class you pick denotes the kind of cards you're likely to have in your deck. There are cards that are specific only to that class, and there are cards that any class can use. Yeah, neutral cards. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you start off, and you have. Uh, well, I'm not. I'm nowhere near where I think um, where Beastie is. I'm, I'm still. I'm still messing about with the AI, and I'm still using the basic decks. So, for the the character I'm playing, which is the mage, which is the kind of one you start off with, it gives you a set of 30 cards. That's your deck. In that, you'll have different types of cards. They might be minions, which are cards you can play, which kind of they, they're your your kind of your minions that attack. They have like a, a a health value of say one, two, or three. That's how many hit points they have, and they have an attack score of a similar number one two three four something like that and that's how much damage they do to an opponent and you can choose to play that they might have special skills attached to it so they might have something called like charge which means that as soon as you lay it down they can attack in that go or if it's a normal card when you lay it down it can't attack till the next go it may have you might you might instead of getting a minion card you may get something like a, a spell uh so it might just be fireball deal four damage or six damage or whatever it is to uh, an opposing either minion or the, the actual player um and uh you know what basically happens is when when you start the game off you you on round one you get one mana point basically yeah. one mana crystal and you play your you know you, you you each card you have costs you a certain amount of mana to 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 cast so one minion card might only cost you one mana to cast. So you, you play that that card, that uses up that one mana. 
the other guy has his go then on round two you get another mana crystal so you now got two mana crystals so you might choose to play two one mana minions or you might choose to throw a slightly more powerful card down which is worth two mana and so on it goes so you go up to like I think you can get the most you can get is about uh, 10 mana. 10 mana and, crystals, yeah. Uh, you then, by that point in the game, you're, you're at the end game, because you've played about you know, 9 or 10 rounds or whatever it is. Uh, you may be able to, in one go, in one round, be able to play 5 cards down, 1 spell, plus a hero power, plus whatever. Right. Um, and it's about managing your resources, basically. Managing the cards you're dealt with, knowing what's kind of in your deck and what's likely to be coming up. And, you know, do you play all your cards out as soon as you get them? Do you store some of them up? Do you keep some back because you know that the person you're playing is likely to have, you know, I, I'm I'm playing um, a mage at the moment and I'm having real problems beating a warrior class. Warriors are horrible at, at the mage at the moment. They are definitely the it's hard yeah. because you start off and in the early rounds you can, you, you're just taking hit points off him, you know, you'll get him down from 30 hit points down to about 15 without much problem. Come the end game, he's got so many powerful cards where he can just wipe your minions off the state. He can take five of your minions off the board in like one round quite easily and then he just power hits you with damage that you can't do anything about um so well, i need to go that's away the, yeah that's yeah. that's the other side of that's the other game of side of the game is knowing <laughs> what your enemy can, has got in their deck so for example against a mage it is really dangerous to put lots of minions down because mages have got lots of aoe spells so you can mash through lots of weak million minions quite quickly or, or they can go from being quite it's all about a um becoming a card up so they've got to put a card down of X value. You put maybe a cheaper card in, but for some reason you can make it win for you. Mm. That's you winning. That's so the idea is to kind of defeat their their higher value cards as cheaply as you can, mm. and stopping them doing vice versa. That's kind of the the meta game side of it that you kind of end up battling against. And I mean, where where Vimes you'll I think Vimes will find it easier is when you kind of get used to the opponent you're going to get what they're going to play against and of course it gets tougher as people get custom decks and they do their own builds but there's always a tone a familiar tone to it and warriors have a lot of weapons so they're they're um the character himself the the, the, the kind of avatar you play can do a lot of attacks themselves and yeah. now that's kind of a good and bad thing because that each character's got 30 health and that's when that health gets to zero that you you lose so him attacking you can be quite good good for you as well because maybe he'll attack one minion that's got um four attack and three health it will kill the minion with one blow but he's actually taking four hits himself and it's the difference of this game is that health points deplete and stay depleted there's no um it's not like oh that card didn't win in a top trump way you keep it still. Do you know what I mean? It's all about. Yeah. It will, you can you can break down a, a bigger unit by throwing five minions at it and going right. I'm going to get this unit down because if I, if this stays up for next round, its buff at the next round will be horrible. So I need to throw everything I can to take it down. And it's, it's there's actually quite a lot of maths in it. And you go right. Okay. If I do this, I can spawn that creature. That leaves me five crystals left. Now he's got a taunt up if i put this card down i can break this i can silence that taunt attack is and so it's quite it i don't want to make it sound overly complicated but <laughs> oh, no, but oh. when you 
but when you get into it, it becomes quite familiar. And uh, I mean, uh, it's actually really simple. It is. The the mechanics are very simple. Yeah. The fact that I'm following what he's saying. If if BT was trying to explain magic to me, um, and I'm saying magic is the only other one I can compare it to, really, I'd be scratching my head about now. Um, But I, it, it is so. Once you play it, it's so simple. It very quickly makes sense, I suppose. Yeah, and the, you know the other thing to say about it is that I've played that warrior battle, ooh, probably about seven times, and I'm still itching to go back in there and give it another go and play with my. I'm against point now. I'm going to start playing with my deck and trying to rearrange my cards because mm. I know what's coming. I've learned kind of how the warrior works by playing him so many times. I now know that. I need to start rethinking my strategy if I'm going to take it. And that's that's introducing me into the depth of the game Yeah, really nicely. And I can just see it being fucking addictive. It, yeah. it, it, it does it does sound very interesting. And, you know, if there's any uh, any listeners out there who have a beta code uh, <laughs> remaining, you know, throw it my way. I'm uh, always happy for a freebie. Well, I, I sent it to, um, uh, a friend of mine had one. Um, I only had one spare. I'm afraid I gave it to Beastie. Um, yeah, well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, well, he mentioned it to me <laughs> first, you know. Um, but I, a friend of mine got a hold of one as well, and he's somebody who doesn't normally, he doesn't play magic, doesn't play anything. He um, he booted it up onto his, his aging laptop on uh, last night. He ended up staying up till half past four in the morning playing it. Yeah. And, Jesus. you know, uh, had to be up. He, was, he had to be up at half six to go to work. <laughs> uh, oh, so yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. Okay, um, I can just imagine him sat there at work, seeing cards flashing up in front of his face. Yeah, I, mm. I have I definitely. The, the game has given me that thing of I can't get it out of my head, <laughs> and that's mm. horrible. I mean, it's interesting because um, as um, I've kind of pinged on the forums about, about some matches, and I, I played a few games with him. Um, obviously, as has been it for quite a while, and he's generally awesome at most games really i've not seen me bad at a game yet um we had a quite a quick game we had a quick chat about he, he kind of thrashed me soundly um tried a few things and that experience alone when i played him again um i beat him three times in a row um and it was just kind of getting used to it and there was some there's was, there was some great moments where i was playing a priest deck um and because I tested out the store, because you can buy cards in the store that booster packs, and I got, um, uh, you get some coins to spend. But because I did that, I got like a store test thing, and I got a free, um, like legendary um, mm-hmm. card, which everyone's able to everybody for test the store. Um, and what it, what it kind of it's a, kind of the Goblin King, effectively, that's a gnome king even. And you put it down, and it spawns a random invention, which could be one of five things and this one basically heals all minions all so basically your side and their side for four health which is a lot right. uh, no well, maybe more than that I can't remember. and then end up playing putting a card down that boosted that up to six or something like that six or seven and then i played another card and i didn't know if it would work or not um which was a character which um, because I was playing Priest, you have a lot of heals. And what this card is, it said all your healing spells become damage spells. And all of a sudden, it completely turned the tide of the battle against 
as, and he, he, he didn't know what happened because rather than when he pulsed to kill, it killed out all his minions in one, <laughs> one go. Because hitting for four damage is well, six damage is a lot of damage. For, I mean, across a lot of, I mean, that's one hit. That's fine, but hitting for lots of targets is really unusual. And he could he absolutely smashed his team. I had because I had taunts up as well. He couldn't directly attack it either. So it was really, it was a kind of really great moment of like, oh, I can't believe that actually worked. That and, and it's when they have those little moments. You're going, I wonder if this will work and this combination will work. And okay, that in the in the long term that'll probably go away because there will be set decks and uh, power gaming and everything else. But at the moment, it's still new and fresh, and there's things that people haven't tried yet. And uh, yeah, it's it's definitely the no, game. No, I'd, I'd certainly like to give that. I'm talk, both talking about it very passionately. So yeah. Hit me up with a free key. Come on, people. I don't pay money for things. I don't actually know when it's due to come out of beta. No, I idea, don't. Beastie? No, I don't. I, but I do know they are testing iOS beta. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brilliant. Mad. Um... But no, to be fair, on an iPad, this would be a perfect game for an iPad. It's it's brilliant. It would it yeah. just it would just be re- and especially if they could do it. I don't know how they do it. If they could do it, so you're actually playing it as a tabletop game, that would be something quite awesome. But I don't know how they do it. What do you mean, as a tabletop game? As in like as in like if you could put oh, an iPad on the table, book. yeah. But obviously, you have to make sure no, the other person can yeah. see your cards and stuff. I don't know how they do yeah. it, but it would be cool if they maybe if you could link it to your phone or something. I don't know. It'd be wicked. It'd be really good. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Anything else, Beastie? Um, a couple of other things. Um, I need to, I need to kind of uh, give a kind of correction because I I really thought the both new iPads were out Friday. It appears that that was a lie. Only the iPad Air was out on Friday, just gone, mm-hmm. and the iPad Mini is later in November, which doesn't surprise me. I think it's a little bit of a cunning move by Apple because there's debatable difference apart from price and size as to which one to get. Um, and we know that the Mini has been a bit of a big hit anyway, and I've got a feeling they might have been deliberately trying to sucker people into buying the iPad Air, which of course is what exactly what I did. Um, <laughs> and I picked up the Air rather than the Mini, um, which should arrive tomorrow. It doesn't mean I've got to sell my current Mini. Um, <laughs> to go no, I yeah. don't. <laughs> you sure? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. It's the sure? fine, sure. thanks. <laughs> Um, that was, I wasn't. It wasn't a, uh, a hint at you, Worms. I promise. Um, but yeah, I'm expecting them to arrive tomorrow. So be quite. I'm really intrigued to see how the. Obviously, it's lighter in a kind of inverted commas. Um, but yeah, I'm intrigued to see how it feels. And when I, because I've been using the mini for so long, and we've got the kind of generation three iPad, which the girlfriend uses all the time. It, it's quite heavy and. It's quite cumbersome, so I'm really kind of interested to see how the switch goes across and how much lighter it really is, how much smaller it is. Um, but yeah, that'd be intriguing to see. But what my uh, little project has been, I mentioned this last week, was um, a Sonos Player. I uh, picked up their, their their new base unit, the Sonos Play One, which is their £160 um basic unit, which I do appreciate. It's not the cheapest thing in the world, but then again, I find higher music stuff is never that. Uh, never that cheap and um, set up in the kitchen plugged it in um, I got it from Richard Sounds and if you buy it from Richard Sounds you get a free bridge which puts you on their, like their kind of uh, independent wireless network I uh, kind of had a busy day at work and I didn't really get home till quite late and um, within 15-20 minutes from taking it out of the box it was already running 
playing stuff from my phone. Um, since then, I kind of got it linked up to the, the NAS server. It's great. I'm so impressed with how easy it is um, and how great it is. I mean, even got the girlfriend using it, and she's kind of, oh, I'm going to get used to this. And the iPad app's great. The the Android app's great. You just go on and listen to this tr- song. It plays it. You can go cue the next song. And I can see this being a really great kind of an expensive entry mm-hmm. into Sonos world, to be honest. Um, I'm kind of tempted to sell my old separate system, which I've had since I was a teenager, and uh, get their kind of bigger Play 5 for the lounge. Um, but we'll see. It's, I mean, I'm, I'm very conscious of outlaying a lot of cash recently on bits of tech, and while I'm trying to sell things to kind of counter it a bit, um, I'm still that, got a mindset that PlayStation 4 bill's coming up at the end of the month. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. You, 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 you get stuff sold because Vamsy buys it and then I get his crap. I can't, mate. I've just true. spent 350 quid on a phone. I've got another 400 quid going out on a um, PS4 at the end of the month. I've just had me car tax. It's like, fuck me, I've spent a grand in about three days. It's yeah, ridiculous. Absolutely. Oh, dear. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but, yeah, Clarkley, over to you. What, what's, what, what, well, scraps we've we, left you we, with, really. Exactly, yeah, we pretty much covered everything I was going in. Battlefield 4, absolutely awesome, and I'll be talking lots and lots about that in coming shows. Uh, the new phone, which I am enjoying greatly. Uh, more on that. Um, and I, after some criticism a few weeks ago, I finally uh, thought, oh, you know, I've got these huge, huge library of games that I've got to play through. Um, booted up Steam, started looking through the list for something to play. And ended up on FTL for three hours. Oh, it's brilliant though. It is brilliant. It's awesome. yeah. I, oh, I had, I mean, I just had to mention this. I had an absolutely stunning run through of it. I, I must have been. I was about halfway through the second sector, and I had, I had a full crew complement. Um, the sort of the teleporting bomb, and I had three of the, uh, the the the, uh, the level two laser blaster that the uh, Kestrel starts out with. So I was just tearing through everything. Yeah. And uh, when I got to that mothership at the end, it was absolutely awesome. I was just targeting its weapons, and it it, it just couldn't keep up. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, that's uh, great. I, I, it's just one of these things. It, this is going to be one of those timeless classics. This. Yeah. I mean, I'll, 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 I'll I'll be coming back to it for a long time. Uh, but yeah, apart from that, it's about me. A bit light on the ground. Hence the hosting duty, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Releases. Call the duty. Yeah. It's, it's it's quite interesting, and I'm probably not that surprising. After we had a kind of a deluge of uh, releases last week, um, it's remarkably quiet this week. <laughs> Just the only thing I could find was Call of Duty Ghosts, and it's out tomorrow. Um, no, it's not uh, sixth, so was that Wednesday? Um, I've just seen someone boot up on Raptor playing it on the 360 tonight. Oh, that shows you the uh, by any chance, would it? <laughs> no, sadly not. Um, but, I, I mean, I know this is one of the biggest games out there. I, I'm not. I can't pretend it's not. I just don't give a damn. I'd forgotten it was coming out this week. No, uh, to be fair, which is unusual. To, to be fair to myself, I mean, I was overly excited about Black Ops Two, and it, that, that just quickly fell by the wayside. And I just, I just haven't given this one the time of day at all. No, so. not me. So, so sorry, Cod, but it's Battlefield all the way for me now. Good man. There we go. Right, are we going to have a quick break? If you want. No problem. We'll be back in a few moments.
and welcome back. Um, and as is always the case with this time of the show, we have films, books, comics, etc. Bamsey, what have you been watching? Nothing. Brilliant. Beastie. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like nothing efficient after all that game chatter. Um, I watched a couple of films. Uh, the first being it's something that I was I'd remember it being mentioned on um, the BBC One film uh, podcast with Mark Mode and uh, Simon Mayo uh, as. As, as a person, he as he hates Transformers and Michael Bay, uh, and said that Real Steel wasn't terrible <laughs> in comparison. Guilty pleasure. Out um, of this film. It was. Oh my! Is is I mean, don't get me wrong. It's rubbish. But <laughs> as I kind of I said to some of the guys at work, it's a bit like Rocky mixed with other '80s festival Sloan classic um, over the top. Um, and robots mixed together. It's, I mean, it's so terrible, but so funny and silly and ridiculous um, that I, I can I only can recommend it. I mean, for an hour and a half on Netflix, um, I just thought it was great fun, really good fun. Um, father uh, hasn't seen son for years. Son turns up, he's really into robot boxing, as you would be. Um, <laughs> and then father kind of proves that he's not a shit father, even though he clearly is, as he has not seen his son for ten years. Um, but this is Disney, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, and they kind of come across this rubbish robot, and he simply wouldn't be good enough. Um, <laughs> invariably, in a rocky moment, he fights the champ, and the father and son get together on an over-the-top kind of. Oh, dad's great, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's. Clichéd to hell, but it's, I mean... Dumb fun. It is dumb fun, yeah. I mean, I think with a film called Real Steel that's got two robot boxes on the front, I mean, you really are getting what you paid for, to be honest. Uh, there's no no surprises. Um, and to balance it out, I watched a massively depressing film called Antiviral, um, which remind me a little bit of a... A feature-length um, Black Mirror, um, the Charlie Brooker uh, TV series, and it's about um, in the future. Well, I presume some kind of future um, celebrity culture getting to the stage where people are so obsessed by them that they want to catch the same viruses. Oh, this is on Netflix have. as well, isn't it? This is on it? Netflix as I, well. I, yeah. saw, I, I kind of looked at the, it, the the cover sort of puts it on the. Uh, gave me the impression it was a horror film and I kind of looked at the uh, synopsis underneath and I thought, hmm. I, I mean, it's really fucking bleak. <laughs> it's no getting away from it. Um, the, the main character is a um, a chap who works in a, what effectively would be some kind of, I don't know you could, like, it reminds me a little bit of the Total Recall um, uh, recall shop that makes sense that kind of sterile yeah. um oh we're gonna give you oh i can see why you want to get cl- you want to get close to her she's really beautiful and you here have this flu that came from her and it's all about this kind of strange desire for these viruses that, that they feel are close to those celebrities that they've had the same thing that they've had they've got it directly from them and then the added side of it which is there's loads of virus piracy <laughs> um, <laughs> where where the main character is basically stealing the viruses um 
and it all kind of goes badly wrong because one of the viruses that gets out there's um that he steals actually turns out to be deadly and it 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 starts really well the middle's quite good but the end does feel a little bit flabby um but as, as a grim watching goes and the kind of indictment to how the horribleness of celebrity culture i thought it was quite good no i, I mean the, the whole the whole netflix thing when i first got netflix i i got it on a free month's trial and i was i was just looking through the list of films and i just thought so, some of these look absolute utter shite yeah. and, and then I, I sort of got around I suppose it's the Netflix way of thinking but it's like it's there give it a whirl and I, I've seen I've seen one or two gems one or two cringeworthy films it's, yeah I, I've, I've just oh, I've had a lot of fun with films on Netflix it is good it's good if you get access to the um, extensive but um, a lot more potluck uh, US Netflix library I mean, there's a lot of bilge in there. Is it? Is this where Holler and Blocker gets its weekly mention? Yes. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? I, I'm gonna, well, I'm, I'm gonna John get... seemed to ignore me telling him about it for for weeks on end, so I felt I had to keep ramming it home. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Uh, is that you then, Beastie? Yeah, that's it, really. Uh, I haven't been watching much. I've just been uh, well. I've been watching Archer, I suppose, which is just. Absolutely hilariously funny. Now, are you watching this with your missus or watching it by yourself? Oh, no. Um, I, I was watching an episode after the kids had gone to bed and I was getting tea ready and she was sat in the armchair and she was just looking at it thinking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, I, I tried explaining it, but she, she, she was having none of it. So, uh, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's something I have to watch stag, I'm afraid. Yeah, I've, I kind of got the girlfriend through the first series, but I've got a feeling she's tiring of it now. Resign. Oh, it's good well, in the second one. No, I, oh yeah, there's some absolutely some of them are cringeworthy. The uh, the episode where it goes back to the uh, the butler's time in the uh, first World War, I thought was awesome. <laughs> it's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant. Uh, but yeah, I'm absolutely loving Archer and uh, carrying on with Fringe, which is just going from strength to strength. I'm going to be forced to start watching. Oh, you are. You know this. Yeah, I'm, only I'm... because my missus has come back from the boot sale when she managed to pick up season two for a quid. Brilliant. Um, so she's like, I, I want to watch this, and I'm like, oh bloody hell! All right then. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you've got your you've got your general episodes that follow the sort of ongoing story arc, and then the, there's just some <laughs> some episodes that are absolute pearls. I mean, obviously without spoilers for Vamsy, in case he does ever watch it, there was. There was one the other night that was kind of uh, the entire episode was based on a an LSD trip, and then about halfway through this bizarre, frankly bizarre live action episode, it, the whole thing just turned into a cartoon, which it, it was just an absolute stroke of genius. I, I just don't think this show got the uh, got the coverage it, uh, it it deserved. At the, at Are they still making it? They still uh, making no, it? they they kind of. They made season four, and I think it was a case of thinking, oh, that, that, you know, this is going to it. Season four, I believe, ties up the major story arc, but it actually got renewed at the last minute. And the fifth season, basically, it spends the entire season tying up one last, you know, the, the, the kind of thing that was uh, another little thing that was going on in the background. But uh, absolutely immense fun, this show is. And uh, to, to, to quote one of Vimes' worries, um, the whole Walter Bishop being here and there and, you know, I've done this or it reminds mm. me of something that happened in the past. It's actually quite uh, integral to the whole plot of it and uh, does start to make sense eventually. Oh, well, I might watch it again. There we go. So, yeah, that's uh, that's me. Fringe, give it a watch if you haven't watched it. Have you, have you watched this beast, eh? 
I I think we watched the first couple of seasons. Then I think for some reason we couldn't. I think it was on like the Virgin kind of um, catch-up oh, yeah. service. And we kind of didn't get through the third season quick enough or the second season quick enough, and we kind of ran out. Yeah. Um, but now I think it's on Netflix or one of the streaming services. You might get back to watching it. But it, it, I, I think when we stop to when you start getting to that, that, that parallel universe. <laughs> well, that, that's that's the thing. If, if you know, if you, it's it would have been. I can see why it's sort of kind of petered off. You otherwise, if you're not been watching it by the time you get to. Basically, the end of the second series, you, you there's no point trying to get into it because the show will just make no sense whatsoever. Kind, yeah. kind of like Lost did after its second series. Yeah, I think basically should oh, good Lost should end. Lost should definitely have ended after the second series. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, immense fun. Watch it. <laughs> right, news. Right, come on, Beast. You can take over this part. Yeah, okay. Um, it's been a bit of a crap news week to be honest with you so uh to, with that in mind um apparently warhammer online which is closing is going to free to play before it closes could which this, is could this be a, <laughs> well it could be a smart move on their part to see how popular the uh the whole free to play thing is for them maybe they'll come out with something in the future uh, maybe mm. maybe um so apparently from the 31st of october it's um uh, you can get basically get an account for free, um, and yeah, I mean, why would you go into an MMO at this stage? To be honest with you, um, knowing it's going to close, it's kind of it seems a bit. Yeah, I can't see the point, but it's still interesting nonetheless. I mean, I think Warhammer's a. I've got kind of got good Sorry, memories of it for yeah. the month I played it, and then invariably didn't subscribe to it like like everybody else didn't. You, you'll, um, pro- you'll probably end up with idiots in it until the last possible moment. Well, of course, of course. I, I remember reading, uh, I think it was it was it Halo 2 on the original Xbox, when they finally came around to turning that off, there was a group of people who just didn't turn their Xboxes off and just left it constantly running. I think there's something along the lines of they couldn't shut it down until they were gone. <laughs> uh, see, that's, I like things like that. Just a bit of punishing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting story. Obviously, as I work in MMOs, it's quite intriguing, and the death of a MMO always seems to bring a kind of strange level of misery and pleasure from various audiences, which I find quite fascinating. Um, but I still I think it's a... J- J- Tabula Rasa. <laughs> I worked on Tabula Rasa, yes, I do. R- Richard, Richard Garriott's... Um... Fucking Richard. I, I best not say any more. Okay. <laughs> I've, if anybody wants it, I've still got a fully sealed copy of Tabula Rasa. <laughs> Probably a Kletter's item about now. Oh, if anyone wants to swap it for a Hearthstone beta key for Clarkie, you're more than welcome. Well, you could you know, just donate it to one of those gaming museums. Oh, I might have to at this rate. It's, there was a, yeah. On that note, there was a cracking uh, comment on the um, Eurogamer article about what Garrett's new RPG looks like after six months. Um and the first comment, which has got a lovely plus 29 comments, is 2003 called, they want my graphics back. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't say anything. It'll just be horrible. So I'll say anymore. <laughs> um, Fair the last, enough. The last couple of um, things are Steam-related. Um, firstly, 
the apparently this is I put this in I spot this one the Steam autumn and holiday sales dates have reportedly leaked, which mm. I guess is pretty much. Um, Has he gone? Oh, God's sake. Brilliant. I oh, thought he was just going for a clip. Ah, he's back now. Oh, he's back. He's back. Uh, uh, there. I'll carry on, BC. Nothing happened. Nothing to see here. Okay. <laughs> so, the autumn sale is on the 27th of November, apparently, um, which seems a bit late and to me. And then, because then a few weeks later, the holiday sale for two weeks is beginning the 19th of December. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Steam, the Steam sales are great and all that, but they're so many of them, they kind of feel a bit diluted to me. I don't know how you guys feel about them now. Yeah, I think I I went on to Steam, obviously, as most people do on a daily basis, uh, if you're a PC gamer, and um, it it does seem like there's, you know, you've got your weekly deals, your daily deals. Yeah. I think there's two weekly deals plus a daily deal, every, you know, obviously every day. Um, and, and then there'll be the summer, autumn, winter, Christmas, holiday, Thanksgiving... Who knows how many they've got? Um, it does seem to be a bit odd. Uh, mm. Might be better if they just said, "Okay, we're going to have two. We're going to have the summer sale and the winter sale, or, or, or something like that." Um, yeah, they overdo it slightly. Yeah, but it's a chance of penny pinching PC gamers like myself to, you know, grab a bargain. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, we have, do we do we have the argument now about whether it devalues the games or? Well, I kind of think that because I mean, what's the general consensus? Something like Arkham Origins. Oh, you know, I'll wait for the Steam sale. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we're. I mean, I've said this before about kind of prices of games and and whatnot and the nature of piracy and whatever else. Um, I, <laughs> game prices have always been pretty aggressively discounted certainly a month or so after launch um there's very rarely you get a a a quality game that's new being heavily discounted that that happens quite rarely it's often games that haven't actually rated as high as they wanted to and they'll often be pushed by the publishers themselves um i think to an extent there can be a general negative mindset about i won't buy anything until it's on steam and on sale and I know people that do this they deliberately hold out um, which I personally can't be bothered to do because invariably if I buy a chunk of games like eight games that's almost a guarantee that half of them will never get played um, so I kind of pace it based upon where, where would I get value would, would I get value from this game now and that's how I try to pace it because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll get round to RPG Maker X eventually <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, How is that exactly. going for you? Uh, it's still in development. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be like Half-Life 3. Yeah, I, I may be ready for a very, very, very early alpha build in three or four years' time. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I mean, that, in an unusually professional segue, um, on a Half-Life 3 note, um, <laughs> Valve <laughs> about... Here we go. Well, Valve have come out and said that, um, well, apparently that they're working on an offline mode that's indefinite, um, which is, I think, great, particularly if you're somebody who doesn't have an online signal somewhere or whatever else. But more importantly, um, apparently the reason we don't know about it is because there's a lack of PR reps at Valve, um, which I think is hilarious because I'm thinking, well, is that the reason we haven't heard of it? Half-Life 3? That there's simply not enough PR staff to manage that? Or 
anybody seen those? Sorry, I have to. The um, the Twitter oh, account. Oh yes. Which is just basically called <laughs> is Half Life Three out yet? And it always just says no. <laughs> and I get them sort of randomly, depending, you know, once a month, once every week. It's mad. I, obviously, I haven't. I mean, it's uh, that's. Uh, it, I'm sure it's that's. Is that, is that the best Twitter can offer? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. I, I, I think what, in typical mystery Valve style, what, what we're going to eventually get is it's been out for three years. Why haven't you been buying it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Didn't you get a secret, secret URL that nobody discovered? Yes. Um, but no, I, th- I think it's interesting they are working on a permanent or not permanent, an indefinite offline mode. What that really means, who only, God only knows. And with the latest shots of those, the prototype um, Steam box, which is the fuggliest console um, that you, money could buy, I'd argue. It's a really horrible design, but it's a prototype, so I'm sure it can get better. I mean, maybe it's got that, 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 those silver banana PlayStation 2 controllers that never happened. Yeah. Um, it looks like the love child of a PS3 and an Xbox. Oh, yeah, dirty. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a, it's some kind of like horrible console war, dirty weekend. Um, but that news-wise, that's it. Nothing, really. All right. Well, fair enough. I suppose that's it then, isn't it? It is. It is. That's within right. within two hours this time as well. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> nice and slender, that's what we like. Anyway, I suppose it's time for the outro. Um, obviously, we don't like asking for money, but if you want to donate to the site, please use the affiliate links on the uh, Mature Gamer Podcast website. Every penny counts and all that. Every penny that we never see. Um, review us on iTunes. Always happy to hear what you think. Uh, Vimesy has this thing where he gets upset if people don't say nice things about him. So oh, pl- that's uncalled for. <laughs> so please review us. It's all right, Vamsi. It's all right. Um, yeah, listen to uh, the main show. Um, the Night Shift as well. Um, I, I, I'm tempted because I believe they've... Haven't they got... Uh, haven't they got a, fucking a phone, phone number. line? You can, you can call in. And re- you know? Leave a comment on the answer phone. I, I, I don't have the number to hand, but that's... Uh, as if the Samaritans weren't enough, you have to you have to ring Proton and Robbie. The, the, profe- the, the professional, yeah. yeah, the professional in me wants to wish them well with this venture. Oh, I but think it's brilliant. Th- there's part of me that wants to abuse the hell out of it. <laughs> I was tempted to ring it earlier. I couldn't think of anything. Uh, I was sad. I think mm, surely there's something I can say. But let's no, face but... it, he would do that to us. Yes, he would. He would. Right. We'll have to have a discussion about this later. I think we should set up the alternative to the old Scott Mills flirt divert hotline. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Facebook, the Mature Gamer Podcast. Apparently, there's a page on there. I'm Probably so, yeah. Um, you can email us at mgpbits at maturegamerpodcast.com. Please note we will not get back to you because apparently it doesn't work. <laughs> you can email me at Clarky at maturegamerpodcast.com which does work thanks to a confirmation email from uh, I think was it Lee McElwain on the forum <laughs> I think you're awesome too mate um, <laughs> follow us on Twitter you can uh, tweet the main show at MGPBits but unfortunately as me and Vamsy have got new phones we can't remember the password <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what's happened to my uh, my beastie at MatureGamePodcast.com is that I can't remember the password, <laughs> so I haven't managed to get access to it since I switched to my uh, Android phone. We'll ask, we'll ask John for the password. 
So uh, any lack of information is due to the fact that we don't have actually have access to it. Uh, or you can tweet us individually. I'm at Clarky Snap. Uh, I'm at Vimesy seventy four. Unsurprisingly. And you'll be you'll be sorely disappointed if you tweet me. Because it'll be a fake account. It's that's all here. It's got to happen eventually. It already yeah. has. I thought Proton did that. Yeah. Well, well, some BC don't tweet. No, it wasn't that Absalus. No, it could be anybody. I don't uh, mind, really. I mean, go ahead. Go nuts. I know you've got an Android phone, and I can't even find find you on the uh, behemoth that is Google Plus. <laughs> I don't even know if they actually gave it my name or not. For good luck with that. But well, I, I, I looked. I looked for. Uh, your real name and uh, the usual big bad beastie and all that, but there's no sign of you on there. Um, I'm, I'm like a whisper. Fair what, enough. Chocolatey with holes in it. <laughs> Jesus. If what? you like. <laughs> right. Bugger off, you two. Have a nice week, everybody, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. You bastard fans, eh?